news, sports, uh, music, comedy, uh, children's programming. Remember the Lone Ranger you may have heard before. Uh, soap operas, political coverage, uh, religious programming. By the 1930s, the radio had become a central fixture in American life. And it had begun to create a mass culture, uh, knitting the country together, making America smaller, creating shared information, shared tastes, shared ideas, and shared experiences. But even as this was happening, a new and even more revolutionary device was in the works, television. So where did television come from? Well, let's go back to the 19th century. Morse's invention of the telegraph in the 1830s and Bell's invention of the telephone in the 1870s set many people in the late 19th century thinking about the eventual transmission of images over distance. And the first tentative steps towards developing the technology that could accomplish this came from a German inventor named Paul Nipkow. Now, essentially, the challenge was to find a way to break down an image by scanning it and then taking that information and transmitting it. Uh, Nipkow thought initially that this would be done along telegraph wires and then reassembling it on the other end in some kind of a receiver. Nipkow invented a camera that featured a spinning disk with holes on it. And as light passed through the holes, it collected tiny bits of information about the image that was in front of it and then transmitted that information to a piece of photosensitive material called selenium. Now, this idea just scratched the surface of what was needed, essentially, of what, trying to find a way to break down an image into small bits of information that could be then sent through a medium and then reassembled by a receiver. But, and Nipkow never actually built a working model. So he's, got, he's on to the theory, but not much beyond that. But in the years that followed, many others in different countries would try to develop image transmission technology, and they all basically started with using Nipkow's disk. As it turned out, however, this method took them down the wrong path. And this leads us to a man named Philo T. Farnsworth. Who? Some British aristocrat who's going to fund television? No. Philo T. Farnsworth was an American, and he was born in a log cabin in Utah in 1906. He was the son of Mormon farmers, and he grew up in very modest circumstances. At age 12, the family moved to Idaho, and it was only then at this point in his life that he lived in a house that actually had electricity. From an early age, Farnsworth showed great skill with mechanics. He loved to take things apart and reassemble them. And in school, not surprisingly, he excelled in math and in science. And in 1921, at age 15, he told his chemistry teacher that he had an idea about a device that would allow the transmission of images in the same way that radio transmitted sound. And he even drew up the scheme on a piece of paper to show this teacher. And the, the key idea in, this, in this, this device that he's got in mind is that he, his device would scan horizontally, not in a circle, like Nipkow's disk. And Farnsworth would call this linear dissection. Well, Farnsworth soon headed off to college, and then his father died, so he had to drop out of college. And for the next two years, he did a variety of jobs to support himself and his, and his mother and his, and his uh, family. This eventually led to a chance meeting with a wealthy man from California named George Everson. And Farnsworth told Everson at one point about this idea he had for television. And F Everson was so impressed that he decided to fund his research. So we brought him to San Francisco, set him up in a loft apartment as a lab, and Farnsworth set to work. Two years later, Farnsworth had built what he called the linear dissection device, essentially a special camera that scanned images to break them down into horizontal lines and then transmit that information to a receiver. This receiver is what we eventually call the TV. 
And then that receiver would reassemble the images from these lines. Well, his first demonstration was the one we described in the introduction to this lecture, the one where he transmitted the very simple image of a single line. And you'll remember that when he did this demonstration, as George Everson put it in his, in his uh, telegram, the damn thing worked. Well, soon thereafter, Farnsworth filed a patent claim on what he called electronic television. The next year, 1928, Farnsworth demonstrated his television prototype to some journalists. And this time, he was able to do more things. He, he transmitted clips from the recent movie, The Taming of the Shrew, with a movie that showed Mary, the part that he showed was showed the famous actress Mary Pickford combing her hair. Um, he also showed a clip from the famous Jack Dempsey Gene Tunney fight. And he transmitted some images, some graphics, including a dollar sign, which he later said was to uh, please Mr. Everson so to show him that eventually this thing was, in which he had invested so much money, was eventually going to make some money. In 1929, he transmitted his first live images, so you can see the progression that's taking place.